Alright guys, welcome in to episode number 342 of Marching to Madness, presented by CollinTroopsWatch.com. I am your host, Blake Level. Usually with me is my co-host, Ken Cross. We're recording separately today uh, as Ken had a chance to catch up with our featured guest, and that is former Georgia Tech head coach Bobby Crimmins, uh, someone we've had on the podcast quite a bit now, just getting his thoughts on the current state of the college basketball landscape. And they had a chance to catch up uh, earlier last week uh, and talk about some things going on around the country. So obviously uh, they did talk, you know, before the weekend games and all that. So just keep that in mind as you're going through. But they did mention a lot of different things that weren't necessarily time sensitive. Uh, Just talking about how certain programs have fared this season. When you look at teams like Virginia, uh, what they're doing in the ACC, of course now they're coming off the loss to Duke, uh, and then mentioning the Blue Devils as well and how they kind of move forward uh, for now without Trey Jones. They also went to the SEC a little bit, talked about the impressive run from Tennessee uh, as the Vols are now, as I record this, uh, the number one team in the country in the AP poll, uh, and then also kind of touched on a couple other teams like South Carolina, uh, Auburn as well. Uh, so lots of great stuff. As always, uh, they did go into the Colonial a bit as well, of course, uh, with Coach Crimmins, uh, the connections there with Charleston, uh, of course. And so uh, talked a lot about that as well. Uh, always a great discussion, a great basketball mind, as we know. So without any further ado, here is the conversation with former Georgia Tech head coach Bobby Crimmins. We are back on the Marching to Madness College Basketball Podcast with a very special guest and a friend of the podcast, Coach Bobby Crimmins. Coach, welcome. Well, thank you, Ken. Look, it looks like it's going to be another great season for college basketball. I think so. I think so. Now, tell me, what, what are you seeing so far? How's your season going? Well, I, I think it's it's going great. I, I watch a lot of basketball. Uh, I do a few games, but Ken, uh, I've never seen so many good players. I've never seen such great coaching. Um, I think on the court, um, our product is as good as I, I have ever seen it. There's just so many talented players, so many big guys, so many great point guards, so many great wings. Um, it's just so much fun to watch. And uh, to me, basketball is at an all-time high. I think so, too. You know, it's amazing to me how now that we've gotten in conference play, there, there's a, a, it's like splitting hairs between, you know, the top portal of any of these conferences and, and even the last three or four teams. Uh, no question about it. You know, conference play, I've always said this, is different. It's more intense. Uh, you know, you've had uh, your out-of-conference schedule, you've gotten preparation, you now uh, have usually defined the roles of, of each player. Unfortunately for a lot of teams, Ken, uh, they go through the injury bug. And um, in those pre, uh, pre-conference pre games, uh, there's, there's always several teams who are going to lose a key player. You hope not for the season, but at least for several games. And it's already happened to a lot of teams. And those teams uh, who sustain injuries, they have to adjust. And um, hopefully they have some depth, and these young men got to come off the bench, and and they got to fulfill uh, important roles because of, of these injuries. But 
Um, what I love to see, I love to see a conference where, you know, you don't have just, you know, it's heavy on the top side and weak on the low side. You, you love a conference that is balanced where a team that's, uh, you know, down low can, can beat a team that's uh, in the upper echelon. And we, we saw, I saw that happen last night. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Jeff Capel is the early ACC coach of the year, maybe the national coach. Really? Yeah. Well, you see, Pitt, you see Pittsburgh um, getting there. They were 0 19 last year, and they get two AC, ACC wins over Louisville and then Florida State. And to me, that's what makes the conference great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and, you you know, you're talking about the injury bug. It certainly bit Duke last night when Trey Jones went down in that game. Uh, and, of course, now, you know, they, they lose in overtime to Syracuse. And, uh, you know, a, and then a last-second shot by Cam Reddish on Saturday. This plays right into what we're talking about. I don't think we'll ever see another team go undefeated wire to wire in the game. Yeah, I agree with you, Ken. You know, uh, when that young man made that half-court shot at, at the at the halftime. Yeah. You know, I I uh, I you know I coached a lot of years, and I remember one time we were playing, and one of our players did that, and and we went on to win the game, and it was it was like you know when you make a shot like that, something good is in the air, and it was a good sign for Syracuse. And then of course, you know, um, Reddish was out, but. Uh, I really, really hope that uh, Trey Jones is not. It, I hope to God it's not a, a season-ending end, injury. I hope he'll just miss a few games. Um, he is such an important part of that great Duke team, and um, I, I know Duke is, you know, with the, having a Duke hospital right there and the great doctors that they have. Uh, but I really, really hope that this young man uh, did not sustain a serious injury. You know, uh, Notre Dame lost its, uh, its only true senior, uh, Fluger. Yeah. Uh, Fluger was uh, a leader for Notre Dame, and, and uh, he, went, he went down in their great win over Purdue early in the season, and he was gone for the, for the year. And last year, Notre Dame lost Bonzi Colt, sure. uh, first-team All-American. Mm-hmm. So um, you've you got to deal with these injuries, and you've got to have people who are willing to um, sit on that bench and be ready to come off that bench and um, and step up and fulfill these roles. And, and you know, it's the adjustments within the game after uh, an injury. I mean, you, you obviously, you can't game plan for that. But, uh, you know, Duke is so vulnerable now defensively because the matchups coming off the bench, it looks like they're going to have a hard time guarding, you know, these athletes every night. Well, the, the great thing about Duke is they had a chance to win that game. Yeah. Uh, the young man, young man White, uh, just you know he was 0 for 10, but um, uh, Duke is incredible. They got um, you know one of the all-time greats. I I consider him the second greatest college coach of all time behind John Wooden. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just amazing. And Zion Williams, I've heard a lot about him because living in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, he tried to carry the team on his back. And he yeah. almost did. Yeah. And it turned out to be a great ACC win, a game and a great win for Tim Bayon. You'd never count Jimmy out. No. You know, people, he was a 17-point in the team. And, uh, you know, losing to uh, my old school Georgia Tech. But I tell everybody, I said, the day you count Jimmy Bayon out, 
that's the day you're going to lose. And uh, he, he's just an amazing coach. And um, his 2-3 zone, and it's a great, great win for for the Orangemen. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want uh, the Orange to get caught up in, in, you know, the loss of Trey Jones is so bad, but not to get caught up in that and not be appreciated for how well they played last night. I mean, Tyus Battle, wow. He's something. And Frank had but Battle was something. And, you know, Battle tested the NBA waters and came back, and, and Jimmy was really happy about that. Yeah, you know, the team has an injury. You can't feel sorry for them until after the game. You, you get a break, and you got to take advantage of it. And um, had had Duke won that game last night, in a way, in a strange way, it would have been a bad loss to Syracuse mm-hmm. because um, you you got to take advantage of that. Now, like uh, like after the game, Jimmy acknowledged that you know, hey guys, you know they're missing two two stars, and we're very fortunate that those two players didn't play. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're all pulling for Trey Jones. Uh, we're all hoping that uh, he'll be able to play. He's um, like you say, he's such a great defensive player. So um, I'm looking forward. To, I'm hoping to get good news on, on that front. But uh, it was a great game. And then you, you know you turn the channels and you see Maryland and Wisconsin and Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, I used to be mad at Maryland a lot before. Because they they left the ACC. Yeah, really, really. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark Turgeon, Mark Turgeon got a nice team, and uh, what an exciting game that was. And then you turn the channel, and there's Kansas and Texas going after each other, and what an exciting game that came down to. So it's just it's so exciting to see these games. Now the football is over. Um, I think that um, college basketball is really going to come to the to the front of the, of the sports scene and um, and lead us all the way to the Final Four in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You may get a laugh out of this. I always tell everybody that football season's over November the 6th when the college season tips off on the first <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful the way it works out. You know, yeah. great, great football season. Sure and was. now they got a Final Four. Uh, but now... Um, I, I can't only imagine what Final Four teams will be in Minnesota. I know, man. It, it, there's a Loyola Chicago out there somewhere, isn't there? There is. Yeah. Could be Nevada. Yeah, I like Could Nevada. Be mm-hmm. Could be Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Virginia. I th- they're, they're In my mind, they look to me like a much better offensive team this year with more options. Well, you know, we talked about the injury bug. And last year, people forget um, that even though they were uh, they lost to you know um, UMBC, um, that uh, DeAndre Hunter you know did not play in that game and he got injured. Now I thought Virginia would still win that game, yeah. But without DeAndre Hunter, I felt like they would wouldn't get past it. They might get to the Sweet Sixteen, and they would lose in a Final Eight game. So um, you know that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, Tony Bennett knows how to swallow a pill like that, and um, you know when something like that happens, you have to you got to get redemption, and the only way to get redemption is to get back in the NCAA tournament, which you're obviously going to do, and then make a run. And in order to make that run, they got to stay healthy. And um, I'm pulling for them. I, yeah. I I'm a big Tony Bennett fan. Me too. And um, I, I I love the way they play. Of course, everybody knows about their defense. 
but they've been great for the ACC, and I'm really hoping that 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 they make a run and um and you know just get rid of what happened last year. I do too. I do too. Let's switch over to the SEC, where the surprise leader out of four undefeated teams is your South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> How about that three and and0 start after losing Justin Minaya and TJ Moss? Frank Martin's at it again. He is. You know, uh, you know, when you have two kids back in the Final Four and Silva and Costar, um, that gives you a base. And uh, you got to feel that, you know, you could build that team with guards. And uh, this freshman, uh, Keyshawn Bryant, yeah. uh, I haven't seen him play personally. I watched the Florida game. That was some ended. But Frank Warren's a great coach. Uh, he's a tough coach. They're tough to play against. They, you know they're going to defend. Um, you know they're going to be physical. And uh, you've got to be ready to play. And um, uh, I think this is, you know, you know, he had a couple of uh, tough losses early in the year. But now this team is starting to find itself. And um, if they could do well in the SEC, they could get they could get themselves back in the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, and this is going to be a deep NCAA tournament with the SEC teams. I think you got eight right now. And, and you know, who knows how it's going to – the script's going to flip because Kermit Davis already is making his presence felt yeah. at Ole Miss. He is. He, you know, he did an outstanding job at Middle Tennessee. Uh, but the big story in the SEC is Tennessee. They're for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I coached against Rick Barnes, of course, when he was at Clemson. And um, it's quite a story, him leaving Texas. And now uh, this team, you know, everybody thinks this team could be a, a Final Four team. And um, they're going to definitely have a shot to get there. Uh, there's so many teams. Right now, I think there's about 20 teams that could get to the Final Four. But without a doubt, without a doubt, Tennessee is definitely one of those teams. And Kentucky's getting better. They're getting a lot better. And um, they're definitely going to have a lot to say in that SEC race also. Yeah, I think Auburn will too. They, uh, Bruce Pearl, oh. he, he's got such a deep team. And I'm telling you, man, when they figure it out on the road, which they go to Texas A&M tomorrow night, they're they're 0-2 in true road games, but they've had you know two tough places to go in NC State and Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, and they have Bruce's like you know Rick Barnes making that move from uh, you know he was of course at at Tennessee and did a great job there, and then got out of coaching for a little bit, and he came back. He waited and he picked the right school. He waited for the right school to open up, and when it did, boom, he made his move, and then he made his mark. Hey, before we go, I wanted to touch on the Charleston Cougars. Uh, you know, they had a tough loss to Drexel over the weekend. I, the Colonial has turned into, like we're talking, a really deep league uh, with good teams. Northeastern, you know, is is, right. is loaded and all that. What do you think it's going to take for that for the league in general to make the next leap on the college basketball landscape? Well, you talk about Charleston now. Yeah, uh, Charleston uh, yeah. and the Colonial. Yeah, I, the the Colonial. Yeah, right now it it, it looks like as you say Charleston and uh, Northeastern Hofstra is going to have a say in that. Um, I love Charleston. Earl Grant has done a fantastic job. Of course, last year they finally got back to the tournament after you know coming so close. Uh, I was part of that coming close, and um, I, you know they had that great little guard Ryler, and they got Brantley. 
Um, right now, um, you know, the tournament at the end of the year is in Charleston. So um, I'm looking I, – I, right now I feel Charleston could definitely get back into the NCAA tournament. But um, I think Northeastern and Hofstra are going to have something to say about it, uh, may, maybe even like a William & Mary. But it's a good conference, Ken. It's a solid conference. But uh, the, the teams, you know, Wilmington, after Kevin Keats left, they they, they got to get back into the picture. Um, you got people like Delaware. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a conference that could get two bids, but right now, um, it's uh, right now, I, I only expect one team, the winner of the, uh, colonial tournament to go to the NCAA. Coach Bobby Crimmins, who had such a decorated career at Georgia Tech with Charleston, App State. We certainly appreciate you coming on and we'll look forward to doing it again. Okay, Ken, anytime. All right, that was the conversation with former Georgia Tech head coach Bobby Crimmins. Uh, great to catch up with him, as always. And like they mentioned, you just look all around the country right now at everything that's going on. It's just kind of something interesting uh, each game day, and we see teams uh, kind of take a step forward uh, each game day and just find ways to win uh, big games. And we're seeing that. You know, They mentioned that the game was Duke and Syracuse last week. We saw Duke get a big win over Virginia over the weekend. Uh, and then you just look around the country. All these different teams that could be in the mix uh, to, you know, possibly win a national championship. And I think Tennessee's a great example of that as well. Uh, we mentioned earlier them now being ranked as the top team in the country, uh, and they've just kind of gotten off to a great start. But it could be any of these teams, and we know that's what makes college basketball a lot of fun, and it's going to make things fun as we go into February and then uh, as we uh, get into March as well with the tournament. Not that far away at this point since we are definitely, you know, getting to that range in conference play where things are really heating up. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch here moving forward. So thanks again to uh, former Georgia Tech head coach Bobby Crimmins for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Go over to iTunes, search for Marching to Madness. You can subscribe for free. Get all these episodes delivered to you as soon as they go up. Uh, if you want the written stuff, Ken's got that going up over at collegehoopswatch.com. Uh, and be sure to subscribe to all over the place so you don't miss any of the interviews uh, that we have coming up with coaches and analysts all throughout the country. So thanks as always for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.